Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast. This is episode 26. Thank you everybody for uh, following along here, listening to all the old episodes um, and uh, just letting us know how we're doing. Uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, hit us up on all the social medias. Slide into those DMs. Joey, what are the socials? Twitter and Instagram at Heartland Pulse. Look us up on Facebook and YouTube. Search Pulse of the Heartland. Find us on all the major platforms. Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart. And if you need it, Brian, where can they find us? Sorry, man. I'm, I've am i never jumped in on this. Keep going. <laughs> you get that anchor link. I know Brian doesn't like that, but we do it. <laughs> well, so why doesn't Brian like that? Oh, he's just he just thinks no one does it. But there are people that do. That's it. I, I'm sorry. I did not mean to throw Brian under the bus. That's my fault. Yeah, no, there are people who do. Like, if you go look at the statistics from the episodes, it tells you where people listened. And mm-hmm. people do listen on Anchor. It's, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of weird, too. But yeah, hey, I've never, until we started doing this, I never ever heard of Anchor. So me neither. I mean, and that's just what happens. So I, no, I just even, me being, just me being a dick. Sorry, Brian. I don't <laughs> say, I don't even think Joey was uh, pushing Brian under the bus. I think he was driving the bus, like pedal yeah. to the metal. There's Brian. Just going to lay him over. Well, this is going to be a Bryant-friendly podcast. I mean, I'm so. sure he has nothing to rant about. No. Yeah. No. Trust me, I got my stats in front of me, so just let me know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, what are you drinking? I went out after work tonight uh, celebrating a late birthday, so if I sound a uh, little, little tipsy already, you're right. Um, I am drinking Logboat Brewery uh, called Rolling Pro Indian Pale Ale. Very good. Uh, so the can is four, five aliens in a VW van with satellites on top and a skull on the front driving down the road. <laughs> yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. Brian, he'll be jealous of that can. Yeah. Well, Brian's been in Logboat. He knows how crazy their cans look. Uh, same place that Storm and Norman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very good all right ryan what are you drinking so uh yesterday i was i had a talking to with my wife about the multiple bottle, bottles of liquor i have on top of our fridge so i'm trying to clear that out a little bit before i can buy something new so nice. i'm going with some uh blue chair bay white rum mixed with a little orange juice and grenadine Ooh. is that a kenny chesney bottle yeah and it is the best nice. rum out there Ryan is the Blue Chair Bay connoisseur of Ooh, South Dakota. So good. It is so good. Yeah. Better than Malibu, that's for sure. You just tell Rebecca that uh, those bottles, that's content, okay? That's work. Yeah, I, that's what I try to say, but that... apparently uh, having no room on top of our fridge means it's time to finish <laughs> something up. <laughs> time to get another fridge. problem solved all right brian what what is on the can of what you're drinking tonight it is a dirty uh white van that just has uh what says wash me on it is the name of the uh beer there but i don't know it kind of intrigued me a little bit it's a uh let me see american ipa dry hopped with citra 
Simcoe and El Dorado. How about that? How fancy that sounds. Simcoe. Wow. Yeah, nice. It's out of Barntown. I, I mm-hmm. think I'm just going to be a Barntown kid from now on. There you go. It's kind of oh. like I've been doing like Remedy for the last how many weeks? You're doing Barntown. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, Clark, what are you drinking? Well, everybody knows that I'm a Templeton kid. And I just polished off uh, another bottle of Templeton four year. So uh, next drink of Templeton is going to be out of a new bottle. Nice. Ooh. Hell yeah, Clark! I think you just need to take a field trip to Templeton. Uh yeah, to the distillery. I, I've heard it. I've heard it's pretty cool. Wait, yeah. what? No, it's it's not in Templeton. The bar you're always telling me about is that in Peyton, Peyton. Iowa? Yeah, two hundred nine Main. That's a cool bar. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might as well just hit up Bolt. Go to Gowrie. You know. Well, shit! I gotta, you know, deliver some T-shirts that I don't have shipping addresses for. So, <laughs> well, well, nobody asked me for my new address. So, <laughs> and, and neither one of us live in Gallery, so that's yeah. not gonna help. Well, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll just, I'll just send it there, and you guys can go find it. Gallery's yeah. a small enough town where you could go. Can you get this pat- package to Trent? And they'll go, Yeah, I know where he lives, and they'll just, just get put it Crystal yeah. Wilkes, Gallery, Iowa, forward Trent and Joey. Show me, okay. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Trent, uh, what about you? Uh, I am drinking a Lion's Paw Lager from Fernson Brewing in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, one I haven't drank on the pod yet, and I found it at uh, the liquor store, so picked up a 12-pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is it good? Yeah, no, it's really good. I've actually had this multiple times. I've just somehow have skipped it on the pod. So figured we can uh, give them a shout out this week. Yep, we sure can. Yep. All right. Well, let's hop into this thing. Um, first off, just thank everybody for watching the YouTube live that we did last Saturday for the conference championship preview. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think any of our takes were incorrect on that at all. Um, <laughs> Crazy all, how all of us were perfect. Yeah, I, it is. <laughs> but uh, no, we have a lot of fun doing those. Uh, it's a little bit different than than doing the pod. So it's kind of fun being able to see each other and see each other react to our incredible takes that we have. Um but yeah, uh, we we do have some people that uh, watch and actually interact with us, so that's kind of cool. I mean, the first time we had somebody from the Philippines interacting with us, big, he was a Titans fan. So uh, no, he I got it wrong. He was actually from Tennessee, but he from, was visiting the Philippines. But so I mean, basically the same thing. Yeah, so that's kind of cool that uh, you know somebody that we've never met before. You know. Um, is following along and interacting with us. So I don't know, maybe that guy listens to the pod now. So shout out to, to that guy. We don't even know his name. No. And sorry about Tennessee losing that weekend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we were right. But thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) We've never been wrong. No, but those will definitely, you know, these bigger events, maybe some bigger like UFC cards. I know Joey does the combat pod. We can start doing those. And, you know, I mean, obviously I think for the Super Bowl we're going to, It'll be probably a little bit shorter, but it'll be fun kind of jump in a little bit more on that stuff and talk about props and stuff like that. So I, I know I sent a text message to you guys with video, um, and I don't want to copy anyone's ideas, 
but the Levitard show did a watch along with the NFC championship game. And I think that would be fun as fuck to do with our group. Um, I know I get a little goofy when we're doing the, the YouTube video stuff, uh, just visually, you can do so much more. And I would love to do that for like a watch along if it's like the main events of cards and stuff. So if you guys really like that, make sure you let us know. Um, I think that us growing our content, no matter how we can, is going to be good for everybody. And we can also, like Trent said, interact with you as we go along, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I longer, think it would be... The longer it takes the world to hear more of us, the worse the world is. So let's just get that's, the word out. That's right. <laughs> so I think that would be cool to do during like a UFC main card because... Like, if there's a knockout to, like, see our reaction, like, live, mm-hmm. that'd be, I don't know, I think it'd be cool. Yeah, and I think that since none of us really have a team playing in the Super Bowl, other than Trent and I picking the Rams, um, we could maybe throw something together if we get enough listeners that want to get in on that with us and maybe do something, you know, not so much during the Super Bowl, but before or like do a halftime thing while we're watching the halftime show together. Some short and sweet so we get a, get a feel for what you guys want. I think that'd be fun. So let us know what you think. Yeah, we'll set something up. Mm-hmm. Well, let's dive into the championship games here the the first game was the Bengals and the chiefs uh as we all suspected i mean we all we all had the Bengals picked didn't we yeah as we all yes. picked yeah a big yeah. old red column across that one dude yeah mm-hmm. uh it was unanimous we all had the chiefs winning that game uh they were a seven and a half point favorite um and the Bengals they ended up winning the chiefs uh going overtime for the second week in a row Mm-hmm. Uh, w- once that coin flipped and I, you know, the chiefs are getting the ball. I think everybody in that stadium probably felt pretty good. Um, yeah. I thought, okay, here we go again. Chiefs are going to win. Uh, but it was not I, meant to be. I guess I was in the minority because they hit heads. I'm like, it don't fucking matter. Burrow's getting the ball. Fucking chiefs ain't done shit the entire second quarter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it hit heads and I was like, yeah, it don't matter. Bengals are winning. Like, mm. yeah. They had you, all the you could you could see game. it on the Chiefs fucking sideline the entire second half. They they weren't gonna fucking do shit with the ball. Yeah. No, yeah, you was... guys are gonna have to explain everything to me like I'm five because I was you guys know I was busy playing in a volleyball tournament. And who the heck schedules a volleyball tournament on conference championship Sunday? I don't know. Dumb but people. I was I I was a victim that week at this weekend. So you guys will have to explain everything to me. I'm going to guess you probably also have something scheduled during the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, no. I made sure that that day is open. It, hey, it is Valentine's weekend. So if someone does, you're an idiot. It's also my wife's birthday that weekend, too. So uh, you, you might not shit. get to watch Super Bowl. Oh, no. She's all in on the Super Bowl. So we're good. Good. Wait, your wife has the same birthday as Valentine's weekend? Um, hers is the 15th. So. Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry, man. Get double whammy. (laughs) (laughs) Whammy. Or or you knock two birds out with one stone. Either way. No, we don't do that, but uh, Mm. she's she's pretty easy to get along with on it. So, Ryan, I guess I can kind of recap the game. Well, not really the whole game, but the Chiefs' last drive of the second quarter and then all of the third quarter was – the center took the ball, snapped it to Mahomes. 
the Bengals dropped eight. Mahomes ran around behind the line like a chicken with his head cut off and yep. couldn't do anything with it. In I agree. Was there like actual pressure on Mahomes or? No, well, no, there was. There was. But, but, yes. They, they, they were creating enough pressure with three people, though, when we had five blocking that, you know, obviously when you're running that eight, eight deep zone, it, it you know, it's going to take so much more for them to get open. And somehow I don't know where Mahomes wasn't just running the ball down the field and taking the three, four yards you could get and force them to come up. But yeah, every play was, you know, and I think they're dropping deep in in the first half, too. But we were running the ball then. So it forced them to play up and. And we were kind of having our way with them in the first half, to be honest. Those so, a lot. That, those were two of the things that I saw a lot on Twitter. Was one, Mahomes was playing hero ball, and two, they gave up on the run. Yeah. So nope, it, the, and it's the Chiefs crazy got up. Sorry, go, ahead. go ahead. I would say the Chiefs got up twenty-one to three, and I was like, "All right, I, my stomach hurt. I don't know what you brought over here, Bryant, but I got the same stomach shit that you did from earlier in the weekend." And I was like, "All right, I'm just going to take a nap." They're going to win this by 42. And then I woke up and it's uh, 21-14 or 21-13. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Nope. Sorry, not, not to skip ahead too far, but I fell asleep also. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely one of those where, where the the big turn of events was the Chiefs were driving again. I think they – I can't remember if they forced a turnover or what it was, but they were driving and they had about 50 seconds left and they drove the field and they were on the goal line. And they had two plays. One, they threw it away, and there was about five seconds left. And first off, you know, Romo trying to call these plays every time, and especially <laughs> when your team starts to, like, lose momentum like that, is the most annoying fucking thing that I can hear the whole time. <laughs> oh, Jim, I think he's going to throw it away. And it's just, like, the buildup on every play. And then when it does fail, it was just so fucking annoying. But five seconds left, the, the Chiefs, instead of what Mahomes was supposed to do, was if I think it was a Kelsey or whatever tight end pop in the middle, if that ball wasn't there, he's supposed to throw it away, give you two one seconds left or whatever, and kick the field goal and go up 24 to three. Well, Mahomes did it where, again, this is where the hero ball started at that point, where he took the snap and it wasn't there. And then he saw Hill, he was doing a streak across the uh, heading uh, to the left side of the field. He threw it behind the line to Hill, uh, expecting Hill to outrun everyone. And Eli Apple caught him at like the two yard line. And instead of getting any points, we took zero at that point. And that was really kind of the big momentum change um, in the game. That was the play right before half. Yep. Yep. So they went into halftime with a huge swing in momentum. And they apparently got in their own heads during that halftime break because they didn't look the same the entire yeah. second half. And, and to credit the Bengals, this is what happened the first game is we went up high – we went into the locker room. I don't know if there's any momentum change in the first game because, again, it was one of those snooze fests. Whatever, I'm going to go to sleep, but we're up so far. And then, you know, the beginning of this third quarter, we start just getting conservative and they drop back eight. And a lot of teams, th this was the epitome of the Chiefs team all year. You have a team that can just dominate on both sides of the ball so well, 21-3. There is nothing that's going to stop them. And then you get to the halftime and every other coaching staff can make halftime adjustments. And Spags, I, I called for his head last week after the Buffalo game. I don't care if it was a win, and this is the exact same situation. You 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 have this big lead, and you don't change anything about the coverage of Higgins, of, of uh, Jamar Chase, where they're the ones that are making the difference, kind of like I talked about in our uh, YouTube video here. But then the offense, they, they stop playing aggressive. They, they let their foot off the gas, and this is the third time 
in the in Andy Reid's Chiefs career where he's blown a three score lead in the playoffs. So, unfortunately for the bandwagon fans, welcome to Real Chiefs Kingdom, where this will happen every <laughs> once in a while. You blow a three score lead, or you have a quarterback that throws the ball, it hits the helmet, he catches his own football and runs for a touchdown with in the Titans game like six years ago. I mean, this is unfortunately, you know, the the or I guess fortunately with the Super Bowl, we've been able to get past a lot of that stuff that Andy Reid's had in the past. But this is the same thing that's happened before where you have this big lead. They they don't want to, you know, really put put the 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 foot on their neck or or you know just really kill them at that point with momentum and they came back and and they just rode the momentum at that point. So, um, on the defensive side of things, were, was Burrow able to get the ball to Chase pretty easily? I would say so. I mean, it, it was between him and Higgins. Higgins was more of mm-hmm. the was more of the killer at this point. Higgins was the one getting open. We had to start focusing on him, and then Jamar was getting his chances as well. But like we said, both of those guys, he was just choosing which one was open at that point. And what Mahomes didn't do in the second half, he wasn't taking the yards he could take he he once he started doing it, it was too late in the fourth quarter to get any momentum at that point we were playing to just tie the game but right yeah he was just finding the the open receiver and and taking what he could yeah I don't know if you guys remember so much the last year that Jerry Rice and T.O. were together that's kind of what Jamar Chase and T. Higgins were doing and I'm not saying that they're on the same level of those guys but uh Chase was taking the underneath routes and taking all the all the uh all the attention towards himself and then Higgins was just going over the top and doing like posts and, you know, ins and taking the first downs. And that's what the Bengals were doing in the whole second half was just moving the ball down the field. First down by first down by first down. Mm-hmm. Nope. And that, and that's what happens when you don't adjust your defense. I, I mean, we, again, the chiefs, they had, and they had all of the, it wasn't, you couldn't use the, the Tyron Matthew excuse or, or Fenton excuse. Mm-hmm. They were both playing. It was just, you know, in the Buffalo game, they shut down Knox and they shut down um, Diggs, but they didn't shut down Gabriel Davis. And then the same thing, we are not the same thing because we didn't shut down Jamar Chase or Higgins at that point. Right. And then Mixon was also running the ball fairly decent against them. Yeah. So. Mixon, Mixon was the game changer in that one, actually. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was the hitting holes like he used to hit his ex-girlfriend. so we did mention Mahomes and I mentioned the Bengals dropping eight quite Mm -hmm. a bit um I did I just found these stats that Mahomes when the Bengals dropped eight in coverage he was seven of 13 for 59 yards no touchdowns an interception and two sacks yeah Mm. so and that that's a lot of the the stuff when uh when the media was talking about uh you know, they figured out Patrick Mahomes. The figuring out Patrick Mahomes was they drop just drop eight back and rely on their three people to get pressure. Because our line, it's much improved from last year, but our line was absolute shit last year. So just having an average line, they were, you know, they're able to create enough pressure. And Mahomes likes to do the, you know, the 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 spinning around and, and you know, trying to make any play a play when really sometimes just throw it away at that point, you know, because he did cost us a couple big plays too. Right. And I, I don't know. I argued with a couple people at work today because obviously I live in Missouri and everyone's a huge Chiefs fan. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were complaining about Mahomes trying to do too much also. And they're like, well, this guy was open. This guy was open. 
I go, well, was he open while Mahomes was spinning around running for his life? Because that's different than just dropping back and that guy's open then. Because either he throws it when, you know, split second the guy's open and your game's over. Or he drops back and runs around and tries to make something and then you get the ball again the next down. Like, which do you want? Um, I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, well, that's what I love about uh, instant replays. You have all these people that look at film and be like, "Oh, this he missed this pass here. Did he missed mm-hmm. this pass there." It's like, okay, number one, was it was he looking the opposite direction? Because it's pretty hard to see with how wide a football field is. It's pretty damn hard to mm-hmm. see every single receiver at one time. Yeah, and right. yeah, the other thing is, is did you did he have a wide window or was it just a split second that he could throw the ball perfectly? At the right time, I mean, it's just so funny how instant replay makes football so easy mm-hmm. when it's really quite damn tough. Right. And my my biggest thing is, and my biggest takeaway from this is, I I don't hate the Chiefs at all. Like I cheer for them as much as I possibly can. And for me to get on Twitter after the game, and there are people asking for this team to be blown up, that Mahomes oh, really God. sucks, and I'm like. Jesus Christ, guys, these people have made it to four straight AFC championship games. He had, if they would have had one good drive in that second half, they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. quit, quit with all of that shit. Well, Mahomes should have done this. And then after the game, Mahomes should have apologized more. I was like, for what? Because he no. was trying to win a fucking game. Like, yep. come on, guys. And and again, I am not a Chiefs Homer. I'm not, I'm not Brian. I'm not Clark. But this team is very good, and they are going to be good for a while. Yes, back the fucking time. yeah, back the fucking truck up. I mean, well, Mahomes it, it, is still where you go to get through the AFC. I don't care. A Burrow is great. Josh Allen, I think, will challenge Mahomes for the next decade. Justin Herbert, we talk about him all the time. I mean, there's multiple people in the AFC, but Mahomes is still the greatest quarterback in the NFL right now. Like. Settle the fuck down. I'm sorry you didn't make it to another goddamn Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And and I deal with that crap too. Being a Vikings fan, I'm sure all fandoms do. I'm sure you do as a as a um, Falcons fan. I'm sure everyone really, except for the Lions, probably they probably need to blow <laughs> up. But with the Vikings, <laughs> right. the Vikings were just a couple games out of being in the playoffs, and it was a Dalvin Cook fumble against the. Yeah against the Bengals the first game of the season that wasn't actually a, a fumble but he fumbled it and we lost in overtime because of it mm-hmm. it was a missed field goal against the Cardinals it was the Vikings allowing a last second touchdown to the Lions if those three things go the opposite way we're in the playoffs and it's a completely different thing but right. because we missed the playoffs by one or two games oh cut Cousins get rid of him cut down cut Harrison Smith cut Adam Thielen get Justin trade Justin Jefferson for a bunch of first round picks. And it's like, Holy crap, settle down. Mm-hmm. You missed the playoffs by one or two games. Mm-hmm. You've still got a great team. You're going to have a totally different coaching staff that hopefully takes you that step further. That doesn't put you in the position to fumble the ball in overtime or miss last second field goal. And yeah, it's with the, with the chiefs, the chiefs are damn good. They're going to be in this game every year going forward the next mm-hmm. 10 seasons, as far as I'm concerned. I had a woman at work today tell me I don't know how to watch football if I don't want Mahomes to be gone. I was like, "Oh, you're gosh. right. I don't know how to watch football. You're, I'm sorry. You, you win. My bad." 
<laughs> he is the he is the face of the NFL for a reason because he exactly. is exactly he is any there thirty one other teams would take him. I'm pretty sure uh, Buffalo yeah. would take him over Josh Allen. I was just gonna right. say, uh, you want Mahomes gone? We'll we'll take him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll be very nice and take him on for us. Well, how about we just trade you Jackson Mahomes? We'll we'll do that instead. <laughs> no, I would take the baggage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly right, my friend. The boys from the Heartland will be right back. Yeah, but, it's ridiculous how people just want, you know, I'd be thrilled. The Vikings have made it to the NFC Championship, what, twice in my lifetime? And have right. lost both times? It's like, and I was thrilled when that was, I guess, three times. I thrilled to watch those games. And I, I mean, it'll probably, it'll probably never happen when they actually reach a Super Bowl in my lifetime, but yeah. it happened, you know, you guys are lucky. No, and, and honestly, the biggest thing, I, I, I think a few things that I've read just from uh, Chief Homerism and, and Clark, I want you to jump in if you've heard the same things. Like one, first off, we got uh, Brett Veach, who's one of the best young GMs in the, in the uh, league right now. He went from when we had like $180 in cap space to signing Mahomes for $500 million, getting Chris Jones, restructuring contracts, and we actually ended up like above on the cap. So we got a, a young guy who knows – like he brought it up specifically in comments this week where he's like our defensive line did, like created no pressure. So there's a lot of like – I think Chris Jones stays. He's a Pro Bowl defensive tackle. I think Frank Clark is too much money and he's gone. I think you're going to get rid of finally um, Daniel Sorensen who just has been a liability on defense all fucking year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neiman, there's a lot of these defensive players. I think they're going to blow that. I think they're going to blow the defense up if they're going to do anything. Offense, I think you keep the same and let Andy Reid and Biennemi, you know, do what they want to. But, well, oh, well I guess speaking of Biennemi, I, I've kind of heard trickles of, you know, he's he might be out the door because he's, you know, we've had su- seen too many games where we get conservative. If he is the one that's doing the play calling, we've gotten too conservative, not wanting to, you know, ju- just get the game out of control. And, you know, now we've lost an AFC championship game because of it. So I, I think he's kind of maxed out what he can do with the Chiefs. I think they move on, and I've heard this Kafka, the uh, the quarterback's coach, I think they're going to try and move him up to offensive coordinator. So, so uh, sorry to interrupt, Clark, but to go along with you guys saying, you know, dropping eight and that stuff, and mm-hmm. you've, com- you've commented before that uh, you don't have a true number two receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've given you crap a little bit about you guys signing Juju Smith next year. Um, him being able to collaborate with with Jackson a few times is yeah. pretty sweet. But I mean, all in all honesty, if you get an actual sec number two receiver like Juju to go with Tyreek, dropping yeah. eight against him, Tyreek, Juju, and Kelsey is gonna it's not gonna do anything. Yeah. Someone's gonna get open. Mm-hmm. Even an aging Kelsey, we know he's. I mean, he's he's probably at his peak and he's getting up there. But you're gonna start seeing those Gronk numbers where he's gonna slowly diminish because he can't take those hits all the time. We do need me, Cole Pringle. You have all of these kind of. I, I'm I'm gonna say this wrong, but like trick play, like they have certain plays and packages that work for them. But like you said, no true number two. I mean, I've heard rumors that they're gonna push hard for Juju as well because I've heard he want he wants to play for a winner. He wants to play for the Chiefs specifically. So well, yeah, he's outright said he wants to play for the Chiefs. So. Exactly. Let's so if we can get him, for him. If, exactly, if we can get the him for the right price, I, I that's where a lot of times I wonder if like you know players. Okay, I've made my money. Now let's start winning some championships. You, you know, mm-hmm. so maybe if we can get a friendly contract with him. That that might open some windows too. 
Yeah. And I, again, I don't want to interrupt Clark. I'm sorry, Clark. Actually, you go ahead. I don't want (laughs) to take too much from the Chiefs people. I get a turn. Mm -hmm. Sorry, man. Oh, my God. Finally. So (laughs) in the second half, I mean, again, I don't know what happened at halftime. But you could clearly tell Mahomes was trying to do too much in the second half. The Chiefs did run the ball, actually, in the second half. I don't know. I haven't counted up how many plays, but I have counted how many times they ran the ball. They ran the ball 10 times. It's hard to run the ball, though, whenever you throw an interception right away on a play, Mm -hmm. two plays, interception. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, there was not a rush on that down. And then there was one other three and out where they did not run the ball. Every other possession, they did run the ball at least once, if not twice. Like, it was hey, near hey, split. Was, was CEH the, the back for you guys most of the game? Uh, it, it, it was McKinnon a lot. Um, okay. S- Clyde did get some carries. I can't remember how many. He was in there a few times. Uh, six carries is what Clyde had. But, uh, so, I, you know, as far as what you're saying about Biennemi, I don't... I don't think the Chiefs will just cut him and replace him. I think if he gets a job elsewhere, obviously that move would make sense. But I don't see them replacing him without him going somewhere else. Yeah, with, with with the news that we're going to talk about later that's been breaking on this Tuesday, yeah, I don't think we're just going to cut enemy right away. I don't know if that's okay. the right PR uh, move. And then I watching that game, I, I talked about seeing it on the sideline. In the Bills game, that sideline, they had the energy in that yeah, second mm-hmm. half. It didn't matter. They're down. Who gives a shit? We're going to go get this thing. Like, after their second possession in maybe the third quarter, everybody's just flat on the sideline. It's like all down faces. Oh, poor us. Oh, we can't we can't get it done. Like, it's like, what the hell's going on over there? There was also an argument going on between Tyreek Hill and Nicole. And it was like, you know, it's like considering you're up by three scores right now and you're yelling at each other on the sideline, not a good visual one. It's like, no. it was, I think it was something about who's getting catches or or if I think it was me, Cole, saying he was open or I, one of them was. And it was just one of those things like, guys, like, you, you got to get your shit together because this yeah. is exactly what happened, you know? And then even if they were open, I think there were probably at least three or four passes I watched Patrick make where he just missed his target. Yeah, yep. that that is not Patrick. I do not know what was going on, but it, it looked like weeks one through seven. And I don't know if he's, you know, got the yips like he did early in the season. You know, you know, I a hangover but from last week. I don't think it was a hangover. I think it was seriously something to do with whenever he's up at the up. He kind of has a premonition about what he wants to do on a play. Mm-hmm. And if the defense is taking it away he's still looking to make something out of that yeah instead of instead of taking the next look like he's still determined to make that pass yeah so one of the things that when we talked about on the youtube deal you know patrick mahomes is he's i love watching him he's so humble he's just a very likable person a very easy person to cheer for on the opposite on the other side of the ball you have uh joe burrow who a lot of people say he's kind of cocky with the way he dresses but that team just oozes confidence. They don't care. They go in. I mean, you have McPherson saying, well, we're going to the AFC championship before he even kicks a ball. And yeah, it's kind of cocky, but they're backing it up. And Burrow's Burrow's got the same thing. I I compared him to Brett Favre, just 
throwing it wherever he wants, basically not caring if there's a good or bad result. And maybe Mahomes needs to get a little bit of that attitude of, of don't try to be too too easy or something. You but, say you, you say get that attitude. He's had that attitude. I don't know what happened in that second half where it was gone. Like it, this is it true. Was again, yes. like Bill's game, he had that attitude. He was the yeah. guy. Like there's nothing they could do. He's gonna go get it done. But in the second half, like it wasn't there. Yeah, and I get that. You know, he's the quarterback. He's the guy that should be setting the tone for the whole team, especially in the NFL. That's who you you know you paid the big money for and stuff. But I mean, that's you're asking for someone, an NFL football player, to seven quarters you know with the overtime last week and then this one also to play lights out all the time there's got to be another person on that offense and another person on that team and honestly i think the chiefs are one defensive you know big leader away from just beating teams you know unconscious i I really I really like them bringing Ingram. I don't think they would have mm-hmm. been in this game without him. Right. Correct. But I think Frank Clark hasn't brought much to the table this mm-hmm. season, not for what he's getting paid. In this yep. game, Chris Jones got pressure several times. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't close it. He would yeah. get hands on Burrow and Burrow's fucking magician like slipping out of his grasp. I right. I could not believe some of the escapes Burrow had. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And but I, you know, the Chiefs are getting pressured. They just couldn't, couldn't finish it. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that had to do with Frank Clark not getting pressure off of one side. Chris Jones blowing up the middle, and yep. Burrow has a lane out. So mm-hmm. I think they need, I need, and they need to add another edge rusher, or possibly a lot better safeties or nickelbacks who can play that kind of in between position. Well, and I- and I think your linebacking core needs to get better, to be honest with you. I mean, dude, I love Anthony Hitchens. Uh, he's a tried and true Iowa Hawkeye. Um, I think, but I think Willie Gay was mm-hmm. fantastic this year, solid. Mm-hmm. Bolton, rookie, amazing. Mm-hmm. I, there's so much promise with Bolton this year. I think he's going to be an amazing player for several years to come. But I, I don't think Anthony Hitchens could cover me out of the backfield. No. Like, I, I just, he's just not very, he's a very good run stopper, but he's not very good in coverage. Uh, I think that needs to upgrade. And honestly, again, I, I think you just need a vocal, like, pump up leader on that side of the ball. Um, yeah. I, because I think they're in so many games, and I think the defense plays really I, well. But I also think they need someone to be like, all right, guys, we need to stop here. Let's fucking go they do this did. shit. You know, Tyron Matthew left the Bills game with a concussion. He was mm-hmm. in this game against Cincy, but I didn't see anything out of him. Right. And I don't know if that was, you know, some residual effect of what he was going through with that concussion, but he, it just, you didn't see him at the line. You didn't see him with the emotion. So I, I don't know if there was some effect from that. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I think they're going to blow it up. And again, credit to the Bengals. There's a lot of people that are, you know, pointing out past takes that I've had where it's like, oh, well, you said they're going to win by 10 or, oh, you said they won the regular season Super Bowl form. It's like, well, yeah, well, if one, I'm a Homer Chiefs fan. I'd be a pretty fucking terrible fan if I didn't uh, <laughs> cheer for my team. 
What kind of what kind of bullshit? You know, well, my te- favorite team is about to go to the Super Bowl. I bet you they're going to lose in heartbreaking fashion. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> freaking uh... James. Um, no, I would say like like you said. I think we're a couple pieces I, again. I think you can get rid of potentially even some pieces off of offense. Get a number two wide receiver, but you know, I mean, solidify the line in the draft a, a little bit more. I, I think really you go defense heavy and and just you know if you can get a defense that can stop. And you can, you know, if they can hold teams to average of 14, 17 points, there's no reason why, you know, Mahomes shouldn't be able to win every single fucking game because he should be good for, you know, that 21, 28 points a game because he, he's been able to lift guys up. This one, like, I don't know for the Z-Yips, but I, I don't know. It, you know, credit to the Bengals. Actually, more credit to uh, McPherson. He's really been carrying that team throughout these playoffs. I mean, fucking rookie. What was he, 11 for 11 now in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, don't jinx him. Don't jinx him. Oh, man, that would be really terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do just want to say, though, out of the uh, – in the playoffs right now, the Bengals have scored 72 points, and the kicker has scored 40 of them. So he is mm-hmm. 56% of their offense. You so. know, I get, I give a lot of credit to those Bengals, too, and, you know, making their team always practice outside. Like, do you yeah. think McPherson would be able to deal with all those conditions if he wasn't forced to constantly be kicking in an outside environment? No, mm-hmm. I don't think so. So Exactly. You know, keep, just forget about the indoor facility. Just they don't need it. So do you they guys? Do it, I'm shocked, but do you guys hate Burrow more or respect him more? Oh, I don't I, respect him. That's McPherson's team, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Burrow's more capable than a lot of people gave him credit for. Um, and you know he's got the chance to do something nobody else has ever done. And I really hope he doesn't do it. I hope this is Stafford's year, even though fuck the Rams. But, um, <laughs> Boy, you know, it goes. I, I, I'm gonna go back to my you know bold prediction, which we'll bring up here in a little bit. But uh, I said Chiefs by 20, and if they played the way they did in the first half and the second half, I think that would have been no issue, yeah. a- absolutely. Right? We should have just called the game of the second quarter, I think. That, that's right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, uh, old Pickle Pete up there in South Dakota, uh, James. He, he's like, oh, you know, real great prediction there, Chiefs by twenty. It's like, yeah, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it was looking like Chiefs by forty there for a little. Yeah, exactly, moment. exactly. They were playing amazing in the first half. The good but... thing is we don't get paid to do this. So we can't. Right. We can't talk about James's organization and the dirty deeds they do. That's right. <laughs> true. Um, we'll get to that. The, uh, no, the, no. A- the AFC is going to be awesome going forward, though, when you have the Chiefs I, and the Bengals love, and, and the Bills. It's going to be such a good conference. I really there. love the picture the NFL put up of all the young quarterbacks, and five out of six <clears throat> of them are all in the AFC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the NFC is going to suck. You have you have Brady going. You've got Rodgers. Who knows what's going to happen to him, but he's not getting younger. Stafford, Possibly going to the AFC. Yeah, Stafford's the same way. He's not getting younger, so – the NFC needs to start pulling their weight a little bit. That's right. Yeah, I, I think a lot of players, speaking of like young AFC quarterbacks, I think the funny thing is the Bengals, no one really counted them in this year, which kind of, you know, the uh, – the, uh, It's, it's r- really hilarious that everybody was giving that that division to the Browns. Yes, yeah. that that's exactly what I was getting to. I think all of the Browns uh, fans thought this is what this is what Baker was supposed to be to, to them. This cocky mm-hmm. kid that was going to be able to back it up, and he had a defense that that you know that could help him along. And and look at what Baker did this year. He couldn't get along with his one prima donna that is now going to the Super Bowl with the Rams. Right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, who's actually been quite good. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, no, no offense. Can we go on to the four now? I'm tired of reliving this whole game. <laughs> uh, well, so no, we've, got, we've got we've got ten more allotted minutes to this game. You're dealing with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. For for the off season, my take on the Chiefs is they will add a, an offensive weapon. I think they're going to add a big time wide receiver. I yep. don't think they do a whole lot else on the offense. Defense, I'm going to say four or five starting positions, new yep. players, one or two big time names. I hope so. So one more question for you guys. I like asking you questions. Um, do you okay. think do you think the Mahomes contract is any sort of hindrance to them? I've no. heard they're gonna restructure it. Like some somehow I don't get how cap space works, but they've talked about how they are gonna change some of like the the signing bonus or like a bonus into the contract so it doesn't hit the cap as hard. Somehow he's still gonna get his money. But like I said, with Veach, when he had like literally $180 and he changed it to signing, you know, Chris Jones to be a top D. DT, you know, the Mahomes, or that was after the Mahomes contract, sorry. You know, DT, they restructured Kelsey. I, I don't think the contracts are going to be just fine. Somehow he's a financial wizard with that stuff. I think Brett Veach knows how to do to cap space what the U.S. government does to a budget. He just, <laughs> he just prints money, all right? Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> well, what they'll do is they'll, you know, make it all back-end loaded and then restructure again and make it all back-end loaded and yeah. just, you know, kind of Kind of with the snowstorm, just push it into and, a pile, move the pile, push it into another pile. Like that's just what they'll do. And you talk about his contract, and I saw this again today with Tom Brady's news that he earned four hundred and seventy-five million dollars over his contractual years. It's it's crazy that that's all he earned, and here's Mahomes on a deal that's already worth more than that. You know? Yeah. Right, yeah. At, the, so. at this point, the salary cap is almost a make-believe thing. Like, oh, yeah. it's there, but they can figure out ways around it. Honestly, I think if your team has negative cap space right now, you should be getting a new GM because they don't know hey, what the fuck they're That's doing. what we're doing. Browns. Good, good news. <laughs> Browns. Yeah. Saints. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we move on from this game, I do, I do have two takes for the Chiefs that I want to give. And I also like to give some props to the Browns. I mean, or not the Browns, the Bengals. They did make the goddamn Super Bowl, guys. I mean, we barely yeah. talked about them. Uh, Burrow and Chase look fucking. What do you mean we didn't talk about them? That's Evan McPherson's team. Yeah, we got them there You're on right. that go- on that golden leg. Yeah, right. That well, magnificent boot. What I, what I was about to say is they look kind of pedestrian now. And last time they they looked pedestrian, they went off for like six hundred yards together. So um, hopefully. For me, uh, I hope that the Super Bowl is super entertaining and that they do that again. And that Stafford also has 600 yards between um, OBJ, Cup, and, uh, well, I don't think uh, Higby is going to be playing. He looked pretty to goddamn her, but we'll get that to a second. I hope, I hope Von Miller and Aaron Donald decapitate Joe Burrow. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. I didn't even think of that, Clark. Thank you, Carl. Holy shit. And then Gamakinsu's going to kick him while he's down. That's right. <laughs> um, But for the Chiefs, if I'm Hardman or Pringle, I think that I am a, at least a number two receiver, and I'm going somewhere else. I mean, if you put Hardman on, the say, the Niners, fuck, dude. With Debo Samuel and someone that can do deep, go deep, that's another fucking dangerous team. And if either one of them can play slot in Tennessee, that's a fucking dangerous team too. Like, I mean, but, both, but Nicole, I think, I think McColl's had lots of opportunities with that on jet sweeps and different yeah. routes. 
and he hasn't done what Debo Samuel does. So I do not think he's that kind of talent. Well, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I, I think I think Mikkel is um, a Tyreek Hill clone that can just burn people. Like if you have Debo underneath and doing jet sweeps and everything, and then you have someone that can just burn people over the top, that's dangerous to me. Uh, I, I think Mikkel. I don't think he's as fast as Tyreek, but he's got to be close to being up there. Um, and then Pringle is also a Debo Samuel type that can also run the ball. Uh, say the Titans or maybe even the Bills. I mean, that's that's another dangerous combination. Um, I'm looking to go elsewhere if I'm those two, especially if Juju's coming in. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing is we need a true number two because, again, mm-hmm. Nicole, th- this this should have been the year he should have, okay, if I, you know, nut up or shut mm-hmm. up for being number two. But I was going to say, like, when you're saying he should go to the Niners, so you're saying he should go to a team with a very fast number one receiver and a top tight end in the league? Like, that was the Chiefs, and he couldn't do it this year. No, so no, no. Know. Debo is not super fast. Debo is just super strong and can get open when need to be. I think Debo is more of a – Debo's not fast. I'm so confused. I thought he was fast as shit, boy. <laughs> Wait, is that what he said? No, I, I'm just saying that. Oh no, no, I, I don't think Debo. <laughs> no, I, I don't think Debo is fast as fuck. I think he is a. Uh, I think he's a true number one receiver that runs very good routes. Um, trying to think, even who is in that category. But I don't think he is a speedster, if that's if that makes sense. Here's the thing. Uh, he's, he's a Larry Fitzgerald. How many um, coaches he's... does he have watching him? If he was good at running routes and doing that shit, I think he would have more chances. I don't think he is that type of player. No, yeah. I. but what I'm saying is I think that if he gets into a position where he can be the Tyreek Hill, where he just takes the top off of a defense, I think he they, can excel they on that. They drafted him to take Tyreek's spot whenever Tyreek was in trouble. And right? he ain't done shit with that opportunity. Yep. I, I'm just saying, if if I'm one of those two, or if I'm both of them, I'm looking to go somewhere else because someone else is well, already good taking riddance. my skills. I don't want him, if he's looking for that shit, he's complaining about getting targets, get him the fuck out of there. That's fine. I'm not trying to like argue with you to say that. I am arguing gonna... with you! Well, <laughs> fuck it. All right, let's do that. Uh, I think <laughs> Miracle Hardman is good. That's all I got. Don't let Thor hit you in the ass. No. Live a little. I I'd say I, I think there's probably going to be team a team that overspends on him. He is still fast. I just honestly I don't see the true number two in him. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he can be a, a, a slot and a, the fast guy in the middle. But I I think just with the offensive uh, weapons you've had on on the Chiefs, I mean he is the number three receiver on the team right now. Mm-hmm. I mean you, you he's had the opportunities. He just. I think he kind of blew his one year where, like, we didn't have the true number two. We didn't have the, uh, um, oh golly, I'm blanking on. Who's Sammy. Yes, thank you, Sammy. Josh we didn't have, yeah, we didn't have Sammy Watkins. We, you know, we had well Josh Gordon. That was kind of a, I don't know what that signing was, just to see if there's any glimpse of 2013, I guess. But I, probably, I, probably I the same know. reason they signed Le'Veon. Is there anything left in the tank? We'll exactly. find out. Might as well. All right. I'll put it this way. Give me both of them on the Falcons and with Pitts. Okay. And I will – I'll see what that offense does. That that offense would click with people that can take uh, the top off the defense. The, mm-hmm. There's There are a lot of teams out there, and that's what I'm getting at, that don't have those people that can do that. Oh, yeah. The Titans. Uh, and if you get uh, Pringle in the slot 
in Buffalo. I mean, that that's a different, that's a different team. Also, they, there are teams that would love to have those people for their speed. Yeah. Cordell um, Patterson really needs a backup down there. Well, <laughs> he also, the Falcons just need a fucking receiver down there. Yeah. Cordell can just focus on running the ball and being the Debo Samuel. Um, I, I haven't heard anything uh, uh, about Matty Ice. Is uh, he wasn't on contract year or anything like that, or contemplating retirement? Was he? Uh, he was on contract year. I don't think he was contemplating retirement. I don't know what's going to happen with him. He did put out a very good statement for Brady. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, congratulations on seven Super Bowls. I wish it was six. I did see uh, that one. That was very yeah. good. Yes. Yeah, that that was very clutch. I like that a lot. Uh, Matty Ice is always class. I, I really like that guy. I like um, Matty. I don't know if he sticks around in Atlanta. I think he can go to a winning team and not have to like build up another quarterback. So, but we'll see. Uh, they'll they'll definitely keep paying him. I mean, he's the best quarterback in franchise history. So maybe, maybe there's a move to be made with Garoppolo for Maddie. I, I'd rather the Niners want to move on. So I'd rather have Shanahan for Maddie Ice. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I I just. I really think that those two receivers are good. They're just in a system. And don't get me wrong. Andy Reid's offense literally spreads the ball out to everybody, but there are preferred receivers. Don't get me wrong. I think that they would thrive knowing that they don't have to compete with Tyreek for taking the top off and having to run the routes over the middle. I don't think the chiefs have a receiver that can take something over the middle and take a hit. Um, I think they need to get that in the offseason. I think Juju can actually do that, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But that, that's all I have for that. So before we move on to the next game, um, just looking at Twitter here, but by the time this podcast comes out and hits your ears, it'll probably be announced the Washington football team's new name, but it uh, looks like it has officially leaked that they are going to be the Washington Commanders. Oh. Not the Red Wolves, the Red Foxes, or whatever. Damn it! Yep, Red Red Wolves. Yeah, Red Wolves. Thank you. Yeah, uh, there's a Washington Commanders banner in FedEx Field right now. So, looks like that's what it's going to be. I think I saw. Uh, you know, there's been a few images of that leaked as well. Uh, you know, it. You know, I, I have no strong feelings towards it. What, whatever. I kind of enjoyed Washington football team, but. Is what it is. Not not my team, but I guess <laughs> you know. I guess it's not a racial slur. You know, they got one thing going for it. <laughs> <to that. laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to that next game: uh, the 49ers and the Rams. The uh, Rams were a three and a half point favorite. They did end up winning that game over the 49ers. Uh, four out of five of us picked that one correct. Um, we didn't have a whole lot of uh, faith in we, Jimmy G. We were, we were picking spreads, right? No. Oh, no. Damn it. <laughs> no. no, sorry. Well, son of a bitch. And if you yep. were betting unders, you're good on that one too, Clark. Yeah, always bet the unders. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch a whole lot of this game, but uh, – uh, about halfway through the season, I had the Rams picked to go to the Super Bowl. Um, 
finally something Ooh. goes right for my picks. Oh um, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the 49ers though, they did lead this game for quite a long time, I believe. Um had me I mean, worried. This, this Wasn't was it very 17-7 much 7 going into the 4th. Mhm. Yep. This was very much a Big Ten football game, and I enjoyed every fucking second of it. <laughs> uh, granted, I did watch a watch-along uh, at the same time, and it was entertaining as shit. Very good defense, second-half scoring. Um, it was a good game. I really liked it. I think that the Rams looked not as much on sync as they did in the game prior, but I hope – like I said, for entertainment value purposes, that they get it back on track, and that's just a good game in the Super Bowl. I agree. I don't. I mean, I don't think we need to make any picks on the Super Bowl tonight because we will record again before the Super Bowl starts. Um, but I, I don't know. I, do, I honestly do not know who I'm going to pick in the Super Bowl. Hmm. I do. I, I do. I, I guarantee I can pick Vance and Clark's for them. <laughs> You say what? I guarantee I could pick yours and Bryant's Super Bowl pick for you, and it would be correct. I already told you what I'm hoping for. Rams. It's very much it's it's very much against what I've been saying this entire playoffs. But now I've come down to I got to pick between the lesser of the two evils. Okay, that that's what it's come to. I I I can't. I, I mean. I'm trying to figure if it's a Chiefs thing, so you don't want the Bengals, or if it's a I'm from Missouri thing and I don't want the Rams because I've hated them for years. Now. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I'm gonna be pissed off no matter who wins this game. So <laughs> maybe it'll be a tie. <laughs> Honestly, like the only silver lining here is Matt Stafford, who's suffered for many years, finally coming out on top. I think that would be the silver lining in this game. And it would also give us back-to-back years of the of a team playing at their home stadium, winning the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. but fuck Kronky. <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna have to go for the guy that went to the team to turn them around, not the one that went, that ran away from a team. So, Evan McPherson, I have to I have to go for him. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I so, don't know. I I might flip here soon. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll we, we've got a week. You got a week. We don't yeah. need to do this right now. So, so I, w- I want to do a blind resume with you guys because I thought this was a very interesting question, and I want you to, to guess because uh, one of these is a uh, young and bright star in the NFL and going to be the face of the NFL, apparently, and then the other one is uh, dragging his team down and should be traded immediately. So the <laughs> uh, quarterback A threw 16 for 30 for 232 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and took zero sacks. The other quarterback threw 23 for 38 for 250 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and took a sack. So are you going with quarterback A or B? B. B? <laughs> is, that, that, I, is, that, is that 18 yards the difference to raise a franchise over, uh, over needs to be traded immediately, downfall mm-hmm. your team? Yep, very much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a- anyone else, A or B? It's the interception that gets me. They both had an interception. Oh, I thought that was zero. Um, I'll still take Burrow over Jimmy G. Yeah, exactly. Which one was which was uh, Burrow? Uh, the it, it'd be B. It'd Burrow be B. was B. I was looking at the 
the box score when you said that. I'm like, well, I know who that one is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to go through the stats for the whole playoffs, but I thought if I brought up the quarterback that's been sacked like 12 <laughs> times, I'd really give it away. So Yeah. <laughs> so that's so, some, well. something we didn't get. We didn't hit on not going back to the Chiefs game here, but uh, uh, the Chiefs didn't get to Burrow 10 times. So I don't know. Chris Jones, 11 playoff games, zero sacks. So yeah. he needs to, uh, if, he's, if he's going to be really be making a big fuss that he needs to be at the end, how about you, you know, create some pressure at defensive tackle and actually get some sacks. You know, we can go, well, he was super close. Well, guess what? On those super close plays, you also missed and he made plays. So super close in the NFL results in losses. Yeah. He escapes your clutches and runs for six first downs. Congratulations. Yeah. So getting back to the Rams and Niners game. <laughs> uh, so the clutch moment of the game was Aaron Darnold getting pressure on Jimmy G. You cannot replace that. I know you just talked about Chris Jones and Frank Clark. You cannot replace Aaron Darnold just deciding in the fourth quarter, hey, this is my game. And that dude, it that last two drives that the Niners had, he was the best player in football. Like that Dr. dude. Darnold or, or Donald? Donald. Not Aaron Darnold. No. <laughs> or not Sam Darnold. Whatever. Sam Darnold. Aaron, Aaron Donald looked fucking all world in those last two drives. He put so much pressure on Jimmy G. The the LA defensive line is just scary. If I was an opposing quarterback and I was lined up under center, I would literally be crapping my pants. Mm-hmm. Their their defensive line is nuts. And um, they can just turn it on. That's the yeah. thing. That's what I'm getting at is they they didn't play exceptionally well until the last half of the fourth quarter. And then it was kind of like McVay was like, all right, go, Aaron, go. And he just went and he looked Please, fucking awesome. Aaron, carry me to victory as I try to w- lose this for us by challenging things I shouldn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, oh, my God. Yes. Thank you, Clark. When they ran out of timeouts with 13 minutes left, I'm like, the fuck just happened? Like Those aren't did- important. You don't need those. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and they were still down by 10 at that point. I'm like. Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? Man, yeah. It, it was it was such a bad game by McVay. And McVay is a very good coach, I think. But that game he did not coach well. Do you his think, players pulled him out? Do you think yeah, I was, gonna, I was just gonna say if if the Rams win the Super Bowl, is this like oh, a great one? Good job, McVay. You you got him there, or is it there's so much talent on the team? They got him there. Oh, the freaking second all star oh, game. Yes, exactly. They bought this Super Bowl if they win it. Well, I mean, remember just a couple years ago, if you'd ever sat down and had a drink with McVeigh, you were getting a head coaching job somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I now, still don't know why you haven't been hired, Trent. I know. <laughs> I watched a game of his on TV once, and I, I'm surprised I haven't got hired either. It's all it takes. This is the same coach that got got to the Super Bowl, though. True. True. So, are you guys surprised that uh, Cliff Cliff is still hired by Arizona? No, I mean I'm not surprised. Yeah, they fucking league is just. Did we ever hear if they got their bonuses? Did so I? I mean, there was something about 
the owner of the Arizona Cardinals not giving the coaches their playoff bonuses yet? Do we know if that's been resolved? Ooh, I haven't that heard I don't know. Yeah. I think that was last week. I, I was seeing that uh, kind of rolling around Twitter where the Arizona coaching staff had not received bonuses yet. And there was some uh, whispers that that was because he was upset that they didn't perform well in the playoffs and two division <laughs> rivals were still going at it. So, I mean, speaking of quarterbacks running around like idiots and their heads cut off like chickens, Kyler <laughs> Murray did that for, you know, the last half of the season and the playoffs. Um, and that defense carried them to where they got to anyway. So I, I, I still think if they had D hop, it'd be a different story. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I I truly, really, really like this game. I know I've done a lot of talking for this game because no one else really seems to care about it. Uh, it is very playing much. What's that? I was playing volleyball. I couldn't see it. <laughs> I know. No, either no one watched it. People I was caring about it. I was emotionally traumatized from the game that happened right before it. Like if, if the Chiefs game was in... after, I might have watched it just in anticipation and getting pumped up for the Chiefs game. But I was I was pissed off and I I couldn't watch any more football. So well, <laughs> Clark for those that see, don't know, Clark couldn't take his most hated team winning. Yeah, but in, well, in, for those in this, that don't... sorry, in this game, I was going to bring up a point that. Uh, the defensive MVP was Eric Weedle, which was kind of cool considering he mm-hmm. was retired like 14 days ago. Right. This comes what in. The fuck? And... Yeah. They signed they they signed Weedle. I guess I hadn't heard about that. He, he's played <laughs> yeah. the last two weeks. Yeah, he was retired. What the shit. <laughs> yeah, he hadn't played in two years. They they go he... pick him up out of the retirement home. Like, hey, we we need you on the field, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy G's last. <laughs> And Jimmy G is very much into throwing into hands that are up in the air. Uh, his last two batted balls were to Weddle. Um, oh, my was, gosh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he had nine tackles, tackle for mm-hmm. a loss. Yeah. And, still still got it. Yeah. Good yeah. for him. Four, four solos. Yeah. Good for him. What were you going to say, Joey? Uh, I was going to say uh, – Cooper Cup and Odell went off in this game, as did Matthew Stafford. Um, it was a great game for all three of them. Uh, Higby went out early, a very bad injury. I don't know if he comes back for the Super Bowl, but uh, I don't know. I don't want to lead into the next segment or anything, but I was just trying to help Trent think, with his Cooper Cup-ness going I think, on. I think I heard the Rams are shopping another big name for possibly signing before the Super Bowl, maybe bring Megatron out of retirement, get him a ring. Heck yeah. Oh, man, that, that'd be fucking great. Fuck Do it. it. Sign Barry yeah. Sanders at this point. <laughs> I, I guarantee I guarantee Barry Sanders being in, in his 50s and not having run a ball professionally in 30 years doesn't fumble the ball as much as Cam Akers does. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> I mean, so the Rams are going to have Stafford, Megatron, uh sanders they're just going to take all the old uh lions legends and get them a mm-hmm. ring. yep that's what they're gonna do they might as well take the new lions legends and take tj hawkinson also he's not a legend well, yeah i i don't know what qualifies in. for legend anymore but i can block well when you're at the lions i'm a legend in the lions so get this man a contract 
The boys from the Heartland will be right back. Let's hit our bold predictions. Unless anybody has anything to add to this game, I don't. Um, other than, hey, my team's in the Super Bowl. Not my team. My team, I picked. So uh, let's hit the bold prediction here. Bryant, do you want to explain yours? Well, first half it was looking good. I had them over under, uh, or I'm sorry, under 250 yards of total offense. I mean, considering how uh, how the second half went, it was still decently close. It was 359 total offense. Um, but like I said, first half they were looking amazing and doing it. And then, you, you know, defense, that, that momentum, they just couldn't get off. It seemed like they just couldn't get off the field to be long third downs you know, burrowed, run it, the long third down, or, you know, it wouldn't even sometimes it would just be mixing, just hitting eight yards off in the first down. And it just, I don't know that Mixon really saved that game and, and McPherson won it for him. So. All right, Clark, you want to hit your. Bold well, prediction? I called chiefs by 20 and at half, just like Brian said, that was looking good. And, you know, you brought up that half and I was thinking here, it's like, you know, what did Mahomes finish with for yards in that game? Mm-hmm. And so I looked, he had 275 yards total passing. Mm-hmm. He had over 200 of those in the first half. Like Oof. that, that's how rough it was to find and hit his target in the second half. Like, oof, yeah, that, that's why that 11 point lead disappeared. Pretty yeah. Game. And that, that's what uh, we were talking about earlier. Clark got called out today on Twitter for his bold prediction, but uh, <laughs> that's what these bold predictions are for. <laughs> we're, we're not uh, looking to, you know, they're bold. That's what they that's, are. That's right. Pickle Rick. Don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So my bold prediction uh, was Cooper cup, 150 yards and two touchdowns. God, so close. So close. He had 142 yards and two touchdowns. Eight more yards, Cooper Cup. Come on. Yeah. Uh, still a good game. Still, still, he's uh, just he's just not that bold. Nope. He is not. <laughs> I should have 140, you know. That's right. All right, Ryan, what was your um, I had uh, Cincy and Kansas City combining for over a thousand yards of offense, and they were just shy at seven hundred thirty-three. <laughs> just a bit outside. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> you know, if it weren't for Kansas City having a huge first half, uh, they, you know, they yeah. that game might not have been over five hundred. Mm-hmm. But like we said, bold for a reason, right? That's right, yes, sir. And Joey, what was yours? Bold. I was also decently close. I had two touchdowns and 100 yards for OBJ. He had 113 yards. He just needed two touchdowns. And they were – so they were in the red zone twice, and he had a ball that hit him in the hands, and they had to settle for a field goal. So I could have had at least one. I mean, damn it. So close. So, you know, there's some pretty bold predictions out there. And – I don't know if anybody else saw this from this past weekend, but there's somebody out there who's got the biggest cojones ever. Because, call. Well, they did a, <laughs> they did a two game parlay predicting exact scores for both games. Yeah, this is nuts. It was it was a twenty dollar bet. Wait, they, hold they, on, hold on. Did you see that it wasn't even a bet? He had made other bets, and this was his twenty dollar credit on DraftKings. 
No. Yeah, oh this was his $20 credit. So he didn't even pay for this. But go ahead. That is absurd. So essentially, put down 20 bucks, predicting the scores for both games, nailed them both head on to win over half a million dollars. Yeah. Yes, $579,000 on a $20 mm-hmm. bet. That's just absurd. Yeah, yeah, I saw on Twitter that he bet uh, $75 total and got that $20 credit for free from DraftKings on one of their, you know, uh, you know, their, their promotional things. And that was his free $20 that he just put down. That's fucking awesome. Good for him. Yeah, it is. I always, I always feel bad. Like, I always feel like whenever I'm putting in a bet, I feel like I'm throwing money away when something gets to like plus 400, plus 500. This two leg parlay was plus two million eight hundred ninety five thousand. Like, like <laughs> fuck, man. So I also saw that uh, someone else tweeted on the last drive if because the Niner or the Rams picked it off at the end, I believe. Yeah. And if they wouldn't have just ran timeout, if they would have went down and scored and went up twenty three to seventeen, that guy would have won like two million dollars. Because he picked the, the exact same thing. Yeah, it was pretty damn crazy. So good bets by everybody. That's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So now that the championship weekend is over and we're on to the Super Bowl, that means we have a weekend off. Of no real games. We have the Pro Bowl. Does anybody watch that crap anymore? The boys of fall are over, basically. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you who was playing in the game, to be honest. Me neither. I, yeah, I, I think I know that it's in Las Vegas this year. Apparently, it's not in Hawaii every year anymore. So, I think I feel like since it left Hawaii, like it used to be the big thing for the players. They take their families, go on vacation to Hawaii. But since then, it's just been like, oh, you made the Pro Bowl. Congratulations. Here's a Twitter announcement. Oh, and it, show up this weekend. You have to take a few snaps. Yeah, I think they get a bonus for making yeah, it to the Pro Bowl, but I don't, I don't know. It, <laughs> trying to find the, the, you know what? I've already lost more interest in the Pro Bowl trying to find the rosters. <laughs> 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 fucking ad. Yeah, so I think they get a bonus for making it and being selected, but it is basically a touch football game that nobody, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know of anybody who watches it. I mean, it, the Pro Bowl, their voting is just a popularity contest anyways. Correct. There's there's no statistical thing or performance evaluation for it. Shit, there's probably guys on there who maybe played a handful of snaps. Hell, I don't fucking know. But, yeah, it's just some big extra bonus check I for looked, the players. I went to look it up to see, like, like major plays. I just put in Pro, Pro Bowl big hits, huge hits. And the first uh, – Highlight that comes up is 2007 Pro Bowl Sean Taylor. That that shows you how long since the game has actually been played hard. Yeah, didn't yes. Sean Taylor like? Didn't he like blow up a punter or a quarterback or something on that play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it, it looks like it was a it was a fake punt. Yeah, um, but I'm I'm too worried to click on it that it's going to blow up our podcast again with the sound. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure he just blows up a punter on a fake punt. It's yeah, pretty yeah. good. I, I, you know, I think it would be cool if they could incentivize it, though, like, like the MLB All Star Game, where the winner has home field advantage in the in but, the World Series. 
Yeah, but I mean, the World Series is at a set location. The home field advantage really doesn't matter in football like it does all star like the World Series with you know the home field host and has the last at bat and stuff. So yeah, I don't I don't know if it'd make as much of a difference there, but with how physical football is, I mean, I'm I struggle to find where we could even make it matter um, enough that it would incentivize it to like playoff teams and stuff. I mean, I suppose you could do like a seven on seven or a skills competition in the middle of the season. And then that conference with the highest scores gets home field I, and the Super Bowl. So I don't know. I, totally, I honestly, I totally agree with what Joey is kind of saying here. It's like, this game is at the end of the season. These guys seasons over. They don't want to get hurt. They're in the off season. Like it's too physical to make it a competitive game. I think it'd be cooler if they just did like fucking drills and just televise them all laughing and bullshit and egging each other on to do, you know, fucking drills like quarterback competitions and stuff like, Oh, hit the driving target. I think they do that shit throughout the week, but honestly, I th- I find that more entertaining than the fucking actual game. Ooh, ooh, I know. I know. I, I got this. I got it all solved. Don't worry about anything else, everybody. Are we going to fix the Pro Bowl right now? I, I, I'm fixing the whole NFL off se- or postseason. So we can do it like bowl season, and you still have the playoffs and everything, but the two teams vying for the first pick in the NFL draft play on Pro Bowl weekend, and the winner gets the first pick. I like loser it. gets second pick, and then we just name people as like all pros, like they do Golden Gloves in baseball. I and you then know <laughs> there's an incentive I, to it, and people that who, want the first pick have to play for that first pick. Like if, yes. if you were so bad, like if you were the 0-16 Lions and you want that quarterback, you play your ass off to get that quarterback next year. And you get a whole a whole month and a half to, to prepare to prepare like a bowl. I like that idea. That that makes it way more exciting. Holy fuck. I just man, if someone's listening to this, that's a trademark Joey Mahoski uh take right there. We should do that right now. I, I think they should play the game just like that. And then immediately following game, they make their pick announcement, just have that number one overall pick <laughs> to wrap up the weekend and everybody, you know, freak out and give their takes on that for up until the draft and like, oh, that, that's amazing. I Roger like Goodell, you know what to do. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, nobody else has anything to say about the Pro Bowl because I don't think we do. It kind of sucks. Um, not much to talk about. So there is one thing to talk about, and there's a quarterback. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he announced he's retiring today. He's a little guy named Tom Brady. <laughs> um, had a pretty mediocre career. You know, this news might get swept under the rug other places, but the pulse of the Heartland's going to talk about it. Um, yeah, just a little, just a little, uh, you know, 22 seasons, seven Super Bowls, not, nothing too crazy. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, did he retire yet? I heard he was going to go sign with some shit ass team that, you know, <laughs> he, he, he played on at one point. You know, yeah. he really didn't do much with, 
before he actually announced his retirement or is going to retire with them, I guess, for some sentimental reason for being such a shit fest that they are. Sign a one day contract. What if he signs that one day contract and he's like, nah, you know what? I think I'm back on the Patriots (laughs) now. Mac Jones is just out. That's right. (laughs) He's just like, I go back and then he's just on the Patriots. He's like, oh, before I sign that, I put a no trade clause in there. <laughs> For the one day. That's right. But yeah. Old Tom Brady hanging him up. Tom Brady never wanted nothing more. Yeah, I would say, well, before this weekend, Tom Brady, he was the only quarterback to beat Mahomes in the playoffs. So Coral gets to join that uh conversation there. But I would say Brady, I think we've all been personally affected by him. That's the crazy part is since he joined the NFC and then immediately won over there. I think I think everyone thought they were safe in the NFC with not having to deal with him. And then the two years he's over there, he's in the playoffs each year and just be doing Tom Brady shit, you know? I think not, my favorite part about Brady's career was all his cheating and scandals. That was my favorite part. <laughs> and he just kept getting away with them. Which yeah. one was your favorite? Deflate gate, tuck rule? Come on, I want some details. Uh, I feel like Spy was gate. it when they beat when they yeah Spygate whenever they were spying on the Rams practices. Is that more of a Belichick thing though than a Brady thing? No, Tom Brady. He was recording it with his okay. iPhone back in two thousand. You know. Okay. <laughs> no, he. I, I will. You know, I'll give Tom Brady credit. He did do a very good job uh, starring in Ted Two. You know, you know, <laughs> one of my favorite parts. No. I'll say yeah. my favorite thing with Tom Brady was drunk Tom Brady after during the Buccaneers celebration. <laughs> yes, I on the boat all red face. <laughs> I yes, no trophies no, over the ocean. No shoes, no shirt, no problems. Tom I Brady. enjoyed Tom Brady cut loose down there in Tampa. That's the only part of his career I liked. Tom Brady is better as a memory. Amen. Cheers to that. What the hell was that? I just cheered my glass to my microphone. <laughs> Jesus. Um, elsewhere in the NFL, Brian Flores is suing uh, the NFL. Um, oh, my God. Thank you guys for not bringing up 28 to 3. I know I shouldn't myself. Thanks, Joey. Thank you very much. I, I was going to let it go because I know it's a hard memory for you, you know, whenever Atlanta was – blowing the Super Bowl in epic fashion, but now that you did it anyways yourself, I figured we could elaborate on 28 to 3. Uh, that, that was Atlanta leading in, in It was the, Super the Bowl. best and worst two hours of my football fandom <laughs> in my life. So. Consecutively, the best turned into the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm really curious to see what comes out of the Brian Flores case. Um, you know, there's already been some rumors coming out about the owner of the team offering incentives for them to lose games. $100,000 per game. Yeah. Awesome. Now, uh, you know, Brian Flores is suing the NFL because of, you know, race and all this, but... Doesn't I mean the is it the Rooney rule where you have to yeah an NFL team has to interview yep. a coach of minority Not so a, two they have to interview so, two yeah so 
how can you sue the NFL? So what, what happened, Trent, and how this all came to be is Bill Belichick uh, texted the wrong Brian, supposedly. So Brian DeBull got hired by the Giants, and he texted who he thought was Brian DeBull. He actually texted Flores on Tuesday after the interview and goes, congrats, man, I hear you're an in on the Giants. And, it, you know, or, or they, they chose you. Congrats. And he goes, oh, thanks, man, blah, blah, all this. And he goes, are you trying to – he goes, this is Brian Flores. Did you mean to text, you know, the bull? Because he's like, I haven't even interviewed. My interview's on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So supposedly there's some inside information that the, the bull was hired before Flores even did his final interview. Yeah, which <laughs> means that they had decided on their coach – before, before they gave him and they just went through the actions in in bad faith with Brian uh, Flores. Can you imagine going to these meetings and those dinners knowing what you know as Brian Flores? How did the Broncos get <laughs> involved with this? Uh, oh, speaking of those losses, that was one thing, you know, and and again, I hope Brian Flores gets every penny he deserves from the NFL, you know, not only for everything that's been horrendous, because we've seen, you know, we've even talked specifically how the enemy hasn't gotten any opportunities. He's interviewed for 10, 20 head coaching jobs because of this Rooney rule and hasn't even gotten one offer. You know, that's pretty fucking sketchy considering we've seen some of these coaches that are one. And I mean, does anyone, does anyone remember Steve Wilkes for the Arizona Cardinals? No, because he went there for one season. You know, there's plenty of these coaches that get one opportunity, but I'm a roundabout way of what I'm getting to here is the year that they started with the hundred thousand dollars per loss. That was the year where, where Brian Flores, man of integrity, beat the Patriots week 17 to give the Chiefs the one seed and give us home field advantage to the Super Bowl. So I appreciate Brian Flores for everything he did with the Dolphins. And like I said, I hope he gets every fucking penny he deserves, dude. Oh, so yeah. Brian, Brian how, how are the Broncos involved with this? The Broncos have always been dirty, li- cheating liars with John oh, Elway. <laughs> okay, anybody who is not a homer for that division's team. No, I, I'm not. I didn't. I know about the Giants. The Dolphins was very clear. Um, I'd have to do some more research real quick okay. on the. Yeah, I saw the, the Broncos, Broncos too, and I I wasn't sure how they. Yeah, I I wasn't aware that they were involved in this anyway, other than the Giants and then his accusations towards uh, the Dolphins and their owner for the incentive to lose so well good to know that the broncos are also for sale for four billion dollars which i still think we put on a put out a bid for them guys. yeah mm-hmm. pulse of the heartland we're how is it actually listeners. the dolphins might be for sale too when would you rather chill in south beach i, I you know i was gonna say i'm kind of curious is the nfl gonna force somebody to sell like the nba did um, with the clippers yeah really for for the Didn't Broncos, they? it says um, uh, not allegedly. Or Flores alleges that uh, John. Uh, sorry, shit. Of course, and that another ad pops up. Um, <laughs> fucking Christ, John Elway. Along <laughs> with, <laughs> Flores alleges that then Broncos general manager John Elway, along with front office members, arrived to his interview an hour late, as he claims, and had been drinking heavily the night before. So. Sounds Does, like they weren't even giving him a realistic shot, just, you know, drinking the night before partying and then just, you know, doing him the favor by showing up. Does this maybe, have anything maybe. to do with the Broncos currently being sold? I don't know. Maybe Elway's dealerships just had a record year and he was celebrating from that the night yeah. prior. <laughs> maybe. Wow. So why aren't these teams giving Brian Flores a legit shot? I mean, he he had the Dolphins over 500 in a contention for the playoffs this year. 
you know, and like last year they were just under 500 and also in contention. Yeah. Until the final stretch. Like, why aren't they giving this guy a fair shot? I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I listened to Levitard show religiously and over the last couple of years, they've been talking about how Brian Flores is turning this around and he's the Miami guy and he's the one that's going to turn this around and everyone was excited. And when he got let go, people were stunned by this. And yeah. I think it ties into his love for Deshaun Watson. Um, well, you can say that, but also you just kind of look at the way he's handling this. Like I would be very scorned if he's had interactions with this, where somebody's like, Hey, we'll throw you an extra hundred thousand. If you lose, he's like, fuck that. I'm here to win. Why would I lose a game? Yeah. You know, that's just going to kind of piss him off. And the reason they said they got fired this last time was because of his relationships. Well, yeah, I'd be pretty fucking pissed at the guy above me. If he's like, Hey, lose this game. If they don't care about winning, and that's what you're there to do. It's like you're obviously not going to be on the same page. So mm-hmm. I wonder maybe. if the owner knew that was going on before he got rid of Flores because it seems like you just got wrong of the or rid of the wrong guy. And yeah. Now you're in a world of hurt. Well, I wonder. I also wonder if Flores pushed for Tua the year before, and when they were giving him the hundred thousand dollars or offering that to him, if they were trying to push for Trevor Lawrence this year. Florence, uh, Flores didn't like Tua. No, that's why he was talking Watson so much. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I they could have. No I mean, it, actually, what they probably would have done was the was probably the year for Burrow. They probably wanted to get Burrow. That's true. But that was his. Wasn't he only in Miami two years, or was he there three? Well, that was two years ago. Two drafts ago. Three, three, because he beat the Patriots to a. Uh... You're right. Right. Yeah, so three. Okay. Yeah, so maybe. Yeah, I don't – man. I don't know. I don't like to get into these things too much because there's so much murky water, and especially yeah, when yeah. A, a coach accuses, you know, other teams. Um, oh, what's his face? That was at the Vikings for forever. Denny – Denny Green? Denny Green. Um he was also stating that other teams before he got hired on the Vikings weren't giving him a chance because he was a coach of color. Um, I, I mean, it, it, it's a touchy situation. And w- especially when you have all these up and coming coaches, you know, McVeigh, Kingsbury, all of the Shanahan people, Zach Taylor now, like it's, and those are all white people. I'm sa- sorry to say that. But when people are putting in the resumes that those people have, I'm not Kingsbury, Jesus Christ, that's stupid. But, <laughs> uh, but when you have other people putting in resumes like that, and then Brian Flores, I mean, he was a leader of the Miami Dolphins, but really, where is he going to go like up? In this, I don't know. Does he go to the Browns and turn them around? Stefanski is a up and coming coach. Also, I, I don't know. It, Minnesota. It's soda. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, mean, but, the but they're the racist Vikings. up there, and they went with the other Brian. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've I've seen plenty of Chiefs forums where it's like bring Flores on get, again. You know, just get rid of Spags. This guy is clearly, you know, an up and comer in the NFL, not giving mm-hmm. his fair share. Just, you know, br- bring him on. And 
I, like like I said, I the tough thing is with him fighting this case that, and he mentioned it in in statements as well as he goes, this is you know this is my passion and I'm stepping up for what's right and you know now I'm likely going to be martyred and never coach again and I don't think right away. You know, teams realistically, if you're in the business to win right now with this lawsuit over your head, you can't have a, a, a defensive coach that's focused on two different things. We, we talked about how even like the Bills defensive coordinators just doing some interviews and you're still focusing on the Chiefs the next week. You know, let alone imagine you have a gigantic, you know, racial lawsuit on your hands and you want them to still run your defense in week two. Mm-hmm. You, you, know? You, know what the, you know what should happen? He should go to the Texans. Texans should rehire Deshaun. He can have his quarterback, and then he can also try and build that defense up from the way that he wants to build it. But but Deshaun's not going to be there because the Vikings want him so bad because they hate Cousins. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. I don't know about that, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know who, I mean, it was probably brought to you by the same person that said Lane Kiffin was a leading candidate for the Vikings. I don't know Yeah. Who, it's just so stupid. Some of these rumors out. <laughs> you know what? If there's any proof that there is racism in the NFL and all these, uh, in all these institutions, it's how many chances that Lane Kiffin's been given. How many times has he got? <laughs> he went to or, what, from Bama to USC to the Raiders to Ole Miss to how many teams have given him a chance? You know. Speaking of the Raiders, Raiders. Josh fucking McDaniels, like that yeah. dude just gets all Same of the thing. chances. Yeah. <sighs> So, rumors of the Vikings' next head coach could be Mr. Harbaugh from Michigan. It, He's getting it, in. Is that a rumor, or is that pretty, like, kind of done and done? They're just officially waiting for paperwork. They're bringing him Yankees. in for an interview uh, tomorrow, so tomorrow. Wednesday. Uh, is it like, do you, do you want your desk on the north side of the room or on the south side of the room? How, how's that interview come? It, it, yeah. it almost it almost seems like a done deal. I mean, yeah, they, as long as there's a keg in the closet, it doesn't matter. Okay, Kenny. This is Kenny. There we uh, go. Boom, 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 boom. They, uh, so, they, they've, had, they've had three other interviews, and I guess they did an interview tonight with uh, Patrick Graham from New York, which I don't know yeah. why you'd want somebody from the Giants, but they do, I guess. And that interview supposedly lasted like nine hours tonight. So that's, I mean, that's... Have the Vikings like a, satisfied the Rooney rule yet? Yep, he's one of them, and uh, Raheem Morris was interviewed also. So they're basically so, just bringing in Harbaugh to get him to the Mall of America to find what store to get the khakis from yeah my, <laughs> my understanding is they have a map of all the gaps in the twins <laughs> target <laughs> she, she but khaki sexy it's a, I, I, I said before we started here there was a story on pro football talk that it's basically a done deal with him yeah he's, I saw he's, that he's too. totally expecting to be the vikings next head coach which to me i'm very excited about yeah. i don't know about you trent bring it on i i like it yeah. Uh, so, go ahead. Sorry. No. Nope. For, for for me, he. I mean, he's he has he's had success in the NFL and the, in college. Everywhere he goes, he has success. Yeah. And, I mean, some of these some of these other people that are candidates could be better, but you know what you're getting from him. Right. So with Harbaugh, you're getting a coach that's not necessarily a defensive coach and not necessarily an offensive coach. He's kind of a. I want to call him a CEO of a football team. Mm-hmm. Um, which do you want him? Which would you rather have a stronger p- 
person in offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator? For me, offense, but if he's somebody who has the right staff with him and trusts them, unlike mm-hmm. what our prior head, prior head coach had, then I'm fine with whatever. I agree yeah. with Ryan just because it's such an offensive league anymore. Right. So I'm, but what I'm, I'm, I'll go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up for a second. I'm, I'm seeing if, if he gets hired, who was coming with him is potentially Vic Fangio for D.C., and mm-hmm. Pep Hamilton as OC. And I don't know much about Pep, so. Me either. Answer questions on that. So Vic would be a very good defensive coordinator for Jim Harbaugh. Um, he was so I know, good at Chicago. Right. Very much. Um, I don't, I think he's a lot like John, where he is just managing a game and lets the people underneath him run the show until it comes to crunch time. And then he takes over because he's very just football minded, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, if I had Jim Harbaugh and the things that I've watched him do in the big 10 and how he's done at Michigan, I would want more of an offensive minded coordinator. Like if I, I would want a stronger offensive coordinator than a defensive coordinator because he tends to, do big 10 things and try and run the ball. And he also tries to just like play to play to the team that he's playing against instead of playing to the strengths of his own team, which I think you've had enough of in Minnesota. Um, I think you need someone in the NFL under uh, Harbaugh to run a very good offense. So I hope for your guys' sake, he brings in a very good offensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. What shade of khakis do you think he wears with the purple? <laughs> That's a great very, question. Let's, let's not, let's not uh, miss out on the fact that, you know, in the NFL history with Harbos that have led teams that have purple, they have a Super Bowl under them. So we got to continue that trend. I mean, we can't deny the fact that this Harbaugh has been the Super Bowl himself. Yeah. Yeah, he's had success and it – like I said, there could be better candidates out there, but with Harbo, we we know somebody. He know we know he's somebody who has had success at multiple levels. I feel like he's always been a, a tan khaki guy. I I would like to see him make the transition to charcoal. So <laughs> I, I think that, a lighter that's... a lighter khaki would go better with the purple because the purple is going to be darker. You get that contrast. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then to go along with this, we had our, our new GM hired last last week, Quesi Adolfo Mensa. And I, I don't know if you've watched any videos with him. I watched his press conference, Trent. And I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot of substance, but he seems like a very, very bright. He's I think he's 40. So he's yeah, he's kind of younger, bright, younger guy. And so if he can come out and get a Harbo type hiring right out the gate, that's a pretty dang impressive start. And I guess he worked under Harbo uh, in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. So they do have a connection. I did see that. So mm-hmm. um, make it happen. Maybe by this time tomorrow, we'll know. If uh, if they're having steaks at Manny's tomorrow evening, we know we know what's going on. They're going <laughs> out for, for Juicy Lucy's. That's the only Minnesota way to get him. Maybe uh, Juicy top, Lucy's top are not good for khakis. You do not mm. go eat Juicy Lucy's. Yeah. I tell you what, if if we're doing Michigan ties, I think that he should get Rich Rod to run your offense. <laughs> Rich Rod with your weapons would be fucking amazing. I mean, uh, Pat, 
Is, was, wasn't he West Virginia as well? Mm-hmm. And Pat McAfee right. speaks so highly of him. Mm-hmm. And Steve Slayton and Pat. Oh, God. Pat. God damn it. Pat Who's White. Pat White. Pat yeah, White. Pat White. Yeah. I, I ran so many tables with that on NCAA they football. They all hated him. No, that's all right. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I put up good numbers with them. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's wrap this thing up here. Uh, everybody, thank you for sticking with us here and listening. Um, keep your eyes open for the fun cast that will be coming out on Friday. Got a lot to talk about during the fun cast, so should be a good one. Um, again, let us know how we're doing. Uh, how can people get a hold of us, Joey? Twitter, Instagram, follow us at Heartland Pulse. Facebook, search Pulse of the Heartland. Uh, YouTube, look us up at Parcel, uh, sorry, Pulse of the Heartland also. And look up those uh, live videos we have and follow us on all the major streaming platforms. Trent, I'm not going to lie. When you started saying keep, I totally thought you were going to say keep your stick on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nice. Keep, keep, your, keep your stick on the ice. If the women don't find you handsome, they should at least find you handy. <laughs> Love it. Red I'm going to have to watch from Red Green tonight. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>